We are live, Rooster Boosters, for the second day of round two of virtual MLR 2020. Um, the first, uh, the first uh, match we have is uh, Canada, played by the Toronto Arrows versus Arrows versus Japan, played by the uh, our boys down in uh, Hotlanta, the ATL Holes. Um, let's see if uh, Canada can go two and zero. I think we're going to have a cracker tonight. Um, Canada versus Japan is always going to be a good match. And uh, I'm just glad I'm here broadcasting with you guys. And uh, can't wait. I've been loving the, the entire tournament. I know MLR had some technical difficulties yesterday. Um, but as as you guys know, MLR will have those unfortunate technical difficulties. There's nothing we can really do. Um, you know, we even struggle. Uh, we even struggle with our esports here in, with the MLR. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see how we do here. Um, we're just waiting for the players to log on. Uh, for those of you who missed yesterday, um, we had uh, two big games. Free Jacks uh, lost to Nola Gold. Um, and again, the Free Jacks uh, winning it in the first half and blowing it seems to be their MO as far as uh, virtual MLR season. Nola Gold, uh, 2-0. Or one one zero oh, and one as they beat the Free Jacks and tied us previously. So oh, it's it's getting real competitive here. Uh, you also have uh, uh, Dan and uh, Pete here again commentating. Um, I think they've done a good job. Um, just giving them a shout out here on the chat. Just letting them know Rooster Boosters are in the house here. So again, we we are trying to uh, send donations to two places: Feeding America, the Food Banks of Canada. Um, they the uh, Feeding America and the Food Banks of Canada have set up special funds for people who are struggling in this time with uh, COVID nineteen. So please, please, please donate. Uh, I think we're over 2,000 donations through these streams. Um, I would love it to, to continue. And we have a, a kickoff soon. Big game for Atlanta. I wonder if there's going to be any changes because, you know, um, Malcolm May did have actually changes yesterday, which he was one of the only guys to kind of customize his lineup. Actually, I think Tion Lutz did the same thing. Um, so I think we're going to see more people changing the lineup, um, which, you know, if if you want to change the lineup and, and put in some roosters on Team USA, I'll take that. Um, that's always good. Um, I think that will definitely if – you want to do a line out and and try and roll it into a mall and and bring it on to the uh, bring it bring it through for a try. So, you know, very excited. Last minute change for Atlanta, um, as far as players. Um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
It looks like uh, Atlanta has got uh, Dwayne Ahalele, and uh, they Atlanta need to make a change. And now we have a new a new person playing. Make it make it fun of the uh, ATL holes. Uh, uh, very talkative, there, guys. And uh, you got um, Jamie McKenzie and uh, Ben Lesage uh, coming out here for uh, Team Canada. Let's see if the Toronto can keep their winning streak alive here. They've been playing well. And bear with me, I'm just trying to get some. Stuff off of these streams only stay for about a week. And then um, they, they come off the Facebook page. So please, please, please um, pick them up on YouTube. Check out all the uh, other things we have. Um, all the other old Rooster Booster uh, time episodes, all the quick ca uh, tap recaps we had uh, through the very small shortened MLR season we had. Um, and two videos. You can find us at uh, Rooney Supporters Club on YouTube. Uh, let's see. Round two is about to kick off. We have, uh, again, uh, Toronto Arrows versus the uh, ATL Holes down in Hotlanta. Let's see. And we are just waiting to get everybody on the stream here. We're going down to pitch side soon. <laughs> and apparently Ben Lesage is putting all the Toronto Arrows... Team Canada squad instead of going with the best overall. He knows the guys he knows what he could do. So So this is the delay. We're just waiting for the Toronto Arrows to put put in their uh their starting lineups. The lineups are now in. We are now loading. Um, and we are just waiting. <laughs> and Dwayne says he's putting in all the time on Team Japan. 
ATL seems to have some uh, some some coaching apparatus out. Uh, they have some tactics written around to, to give to Dwayne as he plays, and we're kicking off right here. And Japan has kicked off to. Ooh. Oh, a nice step here. And going out wide. Nice, nice getting the ball. And Japan gets the ball out wide with a great start, bringing it out wide, getting the first try. So that's Japan five, Canada zero. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough conversion. Um, so we're going to see what's going on here. Um, let's see. A very tight angle on this. Uh, I doubt he's going to hit it. It is up and not good. And again, bad conversion. And. Stopped for some reason or another. My connection. So Canada now has the ball. They're trying to bring it out wide, but Japan's line defense seems to be really good. Um, bringing it out to the short side, and Paris has a break, makes with his quick, quick feet, but does get tackled just uh, as he passes the 22. Canada now going backwards uh, on the on the wrong side of the twenty-two now. Um, ben Lesage is is really running some actual plays, and oh, Team Canada throws the ball out of bounds. This will be a lineout for Team Japan. The ball is up, and it looks like they're going to get them all going. And drive for some meters here. Let's see what Team Canada can do while Japan is a driving and driving and driving. Great mall. They've drove they've driven about 15 meters already, getting up to that halfway point. Uh, then they take it out and get stuffed. Ooh. Big old hit. Uh Canada, Team Canada looks off sides, but to be quite honest, the referee again swallowing his whistle on that. And oh. And they actually did. They actually did call the offsides, and uh, Japan has a choice. Uh, looks like they're going to kick to touch, and the ball is up, and the ball just oh, just out to touch for uh, uh, the Japanese. Now they have their line out here. Let's see if they'll go with the the driving mall like they did last time and gain a whole bunch of meters now. Inside the 22, you can hear the button mashing of of the Canadians trying to stop this driving mall, which has pushed almost 15 meters. The ball comes out. Let's see what Japan can do here. A quick little step to get in, and another try by Japan. Oh, and, and the try celebration by our buddies, the Rattlers down there in Hotlanta. Again, 
Going for a tight angle kick. Not really sure why. The ball is up, and it is another misconversion. These conversions might come back to bite them in the second half. Um, ATL right now kicking some butt. And showing the Canadians uh, what this business is all about. So now the Canadians kick deep in Japanese. Um, All-out effort to, to stop the Japanese in their tracks. And Canada, Team Canada seems to finally look like they got their... Um, finally got their tackling down. Getting very excited to watch this. Um, now Japan gets all the way outside, but again gets stuffed by Team Canada. Midfield, they can go either way. Uh, the Japanese go take a little step right around the Canadian defender. little hop, skip, and a jump. They're 40 meters on that. Now a quick little pick and go to get it on the, the good side of the 22. And right now Japan are just understanding that it's all about possession. And, oh, high tackle off the feet. Surprise, the referee hasn't called for an advantage here. Japan really picking and going, now getting it out, trying to get closer and closer to that five-meter line. The, they bring the ball out wide. And, up, oh, not enough, man. Bring it back in for some reason. Get stuffed inside the five. They had it. Fish play, but... Couldn't get over that. And all of a sudden, Japan gets a pick and go on the short side. And again, the Sir calls for another try. Let's see if they can get a better conversion. Again, ATL going for these crazy angles. And in the later rounds, if they don't understand how it works, it might bite them in the butt. And he finally hits one. Finally hits one. So that's 17 nothing. 17 nothing. Japan. So Team Canada finally gets another possession uh, with the ball um, on the good side of the halfway mark. We're going to see if they can retain possession and get it out for a nice score. And it looks like they're going to have a quick line break here. And. <laughs> Uh, and Lesage uh, <laughs> uh, ran out there uh, to himself and break, but couldn't really couldn't really bring home a good attacking defense by uh, ja the Japanese. Um, the ball is going a little too high for my taste as the the passes come out wide. Paris making a little bit of a, a dipsy doodle move there to gain some meters and get on the correct side of the 22. Let's see if the ball can come out. And Lesage, again, getting the ball, but just can't get it uh, to where he needs it. And here, Team Canada gets it now inside the five-meter line. If they can if they can bag this one in and get the conversion, it'll be a big score bringing them within two tries. Um, so this is a big one. And they're getting close. They're now at, like, the one-meter line. It's a free ball. And did that go? Was that a knock? It looks like it's a knock on. A knock on in contact. And that's the half. 
so close, so close for Team Canada, um, blowing it right there at the end of the half with a knock. We have a halftime score of Japan 17, Canada nothing. Um, team Canada did was a better team in the second half in their first match against the Free Jacks, so I'm going to assume that when Lesage gets the the ball or gets the uh, controller in his hand, they're going to be a little more forceful on offense. But if 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 Japan can retain possession again, like I've said, it stuffing it down your guys' throats. The name of this game is is uh, possession. If you can keep possession in this very small small game, uh, very short game, then you will essentially win. Again, so I want everybody, all of our rooster boosters, to get on the MLR and say, hey, you got to create. Real halves, you know, it should be a 10-minute and 10-minute half. I'm not saying you have to have two 40-minute halves, but, geez, this seems way way too quick. I think they're on the five-minute halves. And, again, guys, we want you to um, donate to Feeding America and Food Banks of Canada to help. Um, they've, they've set aside funds specifically for people who are – having trouble feeding themselves during this period of COVID-19. So that's Feeding America and the Food Banks of Canada. We have the second half underway. Uh, the Canadians kick off to the Japanese. The Japanese lose possession. And now Canada is uh, is trying to trying to get their offense in, in check here. And, ooh, an interception by the Japanese uh, killing the attack of the Canadians. A great interception. Um, the Canadians didn't even see it, threw it right to him. And the Japanese get the ball out wide. And if he can make a step here, he's in like Flynn. And oh, another off the feet, high tackle. Uh, that's a try-saving tackle, folks, but very dangerous play. Oh, a quick little blindside pick by the Japanese. And that's another try, making the score 22 nothing. That was a slick little move by the Rattlers. Uh the fly half really, really, really uh, did a great job. And here is the angle now for the conversion, which is a better angle than most of, most of their other conversion kicks. So and he he conversion. So here we go. Canada is kicking the ball back to the Japanese. It's a high looping kick. Going for the short kick. The while Canada did retain the ball, they didn't kick at 10. And here's the re-kick. Here's the re-kick. That goes 10 in Canada. Retains possession. Let's see if they can get the ball out wide here. And again, the Japanese. Oh my goodness. Another interception, another turnover for Team Canada. And another line break for Team Japan, bringing it back inside. And this is gone. Interception and another try by the Japanese. The Japanese are now whipping our friends from the North. America's hat, Team Canada, 27 nothing. The conversion is right in front of the sticks. Let's see conversion considering it's right in front of the sticks. The ball is up. The ball is good. And now it is 29-0. Toronto is getting curb stomped, ladies and gentlemen. And here is another looping high kick that goes 10 meters. Japanese recover. 
And here come the Japanese running wide again. And, ooh, out into touch. It will be a line-out for Team Canada. Team Canada has selected their seven-man line-out. Here's the ball in the tunnel. Great play by Canada. And Canada is now going to try their own hand at driving them all. A tactic Japan used against them twice to score. Very effective more. It's taking a lot of time off the clock. And they, they desperately need to score quickly. Bringing the ball out and going wide and just getting meters. They really need a deep line break here. Um, and really a mistake on the part of the Japanese team in tackling. So we'll see what we'll see what we could do here. Um, I think Japan's defense is just a little <laughs> is just a little um, just hard to get by. Canada has really have no answer to the Japanese defense. It's a little crazy. On the outside, they're just gonna. Canada seems like they're just gonna keep bringing it back. And there's Lesage again. And here we go. Here's here's something we got something cooking now. Let's see if ooh, nice tackle. The the Japanese line defense is just so so much better. And there's Lesage getting tackled again. Poor guy, trying to give himself uh, the ball in the game. A little narcissistic, but you know. And here comes the ball and. Here seems to be a try for the Canadians, and try awarded. I thought he was held up, but the sir says otherwise. Uh, let's check out TMO. And TMO says he is down. So that's five for Canada. This is the longest kick attempt. From his own try line. I don't think this is going to be good. It was pretty straight, but he just didn't have enough leg. Um, Team Canada taking a surprising conversion. Um, here is Team Japan kicking the ball back. Team Canada retaining possession. Another interception by Team Japan. This is either the third or fourth interception for them. Japanese putting up a defensive clinic. It's crazy. Uh, there's about 30 seconds left in this match. I don't think Canada is going to have enough offense to pull this off. And we have an offsides here. An offsides here by... Uh, by Team Canada, Japanese with the throw-in, and Japanese just can't get the ball in their, their own guy's hands on the throw-in. Uh, but this is effectively over for Team Canada. And they're just going to run. looks like they're just going to run possession out, Team Canada, and try and get that one try, that one pity try. Um, this is a bit ridiculous. Um, I can't believe they're playing so poorly. And Japan jackals away that ball. Another turnover for Team Canada. Um, and Japan looked like they might run in another one. Let's see. Ooh, a big crunching tackle right at the five-meter line. Um, Japan retained possession. Go in and score another try at the death. Japan, this was just ugly, ugly, ugly play by the Canadians. 
and Jamie McKenzie getting pretty much beat uh, like a redheaded stepchild. Dwayne Ahulele missing a lot of conversions, and your final is 34 to 5. Japan Canada, 34 to 5, full time. And to be honest, folks, Canada never had a shot. Can't believe uh, what was going on, but they also didn't have a shot. So, um, while I'm not surprised that Team Canada lost because they they were a team of two halves in the first match, I am surprised that um, Team Japan just had that much of an offensive push against uh, the Canadians. And really, what won the day was uh, Team Japan's defense. They had three interceptions. They jackaled the ball, uh, I think, in 50% of the uh, defensive breakdowns they went into. And their tackle percentage was just insane. Um, I think they've completed all their tackles. I don't think they had one missed tackle uh, throughout that whole match here. So, you know, can't defense win championships, you know what I mean? So I'm not surprised. Again, possession and defense here is really what has been going on. So we're going to go. We're just waiting for the second match to start. And that second match, again, we have uh, Uruguay uh, played by Utah and Fiji played by the AGs in uh the second match. So, so. just picking up some match stats here. Bear with me. Win the day, and then so apparently, some news coming out of out of uh, the Toronto camp, uh, Jamie. Jamie McKenzie apparently was injured, um, did not get to practice, uh, going out with a paper cut. Um, it definitely, you could tell it affected his play in the second half. Um, Canada did have the the possession three or four times. I just couldn't do anything with it. Um, it was crazy. Um, so I think clearly uh, the Toronto Arrows should have should have should have held him out of this competition. I mean, obviously he just wasn't ready to uh, to do it. Um, it's as simple as that. If you don't have the right team sheet out, there's nothing you can do. It's you can't execute that way. Um, so the last match uh, that I saw, you know, Fiji and Uruguay both played a great, great matches. The last time they played, um, for you, for those of you that remember, Fiji just dominated uh, in their match with possession. Um, clearly, their offense was was what won them that match in that first game, uh, their line breaks, their steps, their tackles. Um, and then Uruguay coming in with a surprise win. Um, they were another one that it was all about possession for Uruguay. And when Uruguay did have, uh, didn't have possession, their defense came up big. So the two big things again, in this tournament is defense and possession. Um, if you can hold them on the defensive end and score on all your possessions, you're going to win these very tight matches.
So let's see. We're getting uh, all the teams uh, in the second match. They're starting to select their team sheets. Um, Battle of the Unbeatens here. Again, we have Uruguay played by Utah Warriors versus Fiji played by the Austin Gilgronis. So this is going to be a great match. Somebody's going home with an L and somebody's going home 2-0. I'm very excited about this. Um, for those of you that don't know, I believe the uh, Gilgronis actually had a team – tournament to figure out who was the best rugby 20 player. So obviously that was the best um, way to figure out who was, who was the best. <laughs> Will in his 10 gallon hat and his Austin Gilgroni setup. Um, obviously he lost a bet of some kind because now he's uh He's, uh, you know, on television in that getup. I wouldn't want to be photographed in it. <laughs> and you have Alex Tucci here trying to go 2-0. Um, you know, uh, he was he was he he had a tough CL reconstruction or a different type of knee surgery, so that put him out. But that did put him in. Uh, to be the best Utah Warriors rugby 20 players in the long run season in MLR 2020 is complete with the 10 gallon hat, the ugly cream and all for Will. Uh, definitely lost a bet. Again, if you guys can um, go to Feed Feeding America and Food Banks of Canada and please donate. Again, they have special funds specifically to help the victims of COVID-19 for all those people who are out of work and can't support themselves and need a meal. Feeding America, Food Banks of Canada, please donate. This is the whole point of having this competition. I believe uh, overall we have $2,000 uh, donated overall. So please, please, please donate what you can to help people out. Um, you know, it, it is, it's one of those things that, um, you know, if you pay it forward, it'll, I truly feel it'll come back to you. So please, please, please <laughs> um, get get your donations out there. Let's help some people in need. And right now, again, we're still in the middle of picking the team sheets. Um, the big thing seemed to be in the in in the first round and the first set of games in the second round is how fast are your wingers get the ball out to your wing has been the the key to the offense. Although you have seen in this past. Uh, match for Japan that when they got close, um, the pick and go and get it right into the tries to, to the, over the try line um, really worked well for them when they got down to the five meter line. I think that's something people overlook. Um, that when you get that close, if you just pick and go, you can kind of find that crack. And, and if you're within five meters, it's almost an automatic try as long as you can dot it down. 
Right now they're interviewing Alex Tucci about his hair. Um, he's definitely on the MLR all hair team. Uh, he uses a product called That's 10 when uh, after he, he washes his hair naturally. He sprays it all over his hair when he gets out of the shower. Um, <laughs> and uh, Mr. Tucci is also telling us about his, how his quarantine routine. He's kind of been stuck apparently. Um, kind of missing missing out, getting to that point where he doesn't know what time or day it is. Quite like my wife, who's stuck in the house right now uh, as well. And here we go. We're uh, we're going into this, down the pitch side into the stadium. Alex Tucci stretching his shoulders and his neck out. <laughs> Will McGee wearing a, that rarely ugly, ill-fitting uh, jacket and Uruguay kicks off to Fiji. Fiji retains possession and Fiji starts to do what they do. Bring it out on the wing, get it out far and see what you can see what you can do in Uruguay. Really? That's a great defense smothering defense by Uruguay. Um, let's see what Fiji can do here. And if they can really get it out wide up here, they have numbers and Ooh, a quick step past. The center, the fullback with the try-saving tackle. And Fiji going short side. There's nobody home. And here we go. Fiji's going to score a try and put, have the conversion right under the sticks. That's 5 nothing to Fiji. Doing what they've been doing. All World Cup and all virtual MLR 2020. And... Will McGee misses a conversion directly under the post. Um, it was ridiculous how close he was to the post. I think there's still some um, controller issues. Guys are having not realizing what you have to do. You have to kind of wait on the conversion for those of you, those of you who haven't played. Wait for it to get set up, then decide how far and where you want the conversion. Um, so it is confusing. So we have a hands-in-the-ruck penalty against Uruguay. Tap and go for Fiji. And Uruguay, oh! <laughs> what we had here, folks, Uruguay <coughs> intercepted the ball and then tried to grubber kick. Uh, Fiji recovers on their on their side of the 10, excuse me, the five-meter mark. And here Uruguay jackals the ball, gets in for a nice try. Uh, again, um, it seems to be like, uh, it seems to me that um, turnovers are really what it's all about right now. We have a tough angle here. Uruguay. But Alex Tucci has, has been pretty kicking pretty well. The ball is up, and he just hooks it right. So the game is now tied. 5-5, five, five, Uruguay 5, Fiji 5. Fiji kicking to Uruguay. The ball is up. The ball did not go 10, and looks like we're going to have a re-kick or a scrummage here. And Uruguay has decided to go for the scrummage instead of the re-kick. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if Uruguay's pack has enough weight to beat out the South Africans, but we will try. And here's the first first push. It's in the tunnel. And the referee has called a scrummage penalty against Uruguay, collapsing uh, or an early push on Uruguay. Um, up. Oh. Sorry, folks, just watching, got caught up watching the, the match here. South Africa 
gets the ball, kicks the ball back to Uruguay. Uruguay's now making a run for it on on the good side of the the half half line, um, and trying to put the the Fiji offense uh, to shame here. Just Uruguay keep pushing it out to the outside, and here's oh, and there's there's a little break there, but he gets caught from behind. I think Fiji just has too much speed on the outside, and you're gonna have to get a really clean clean break and some nice flat passes from Uruguay and then that's that's how they'll really get through to get those breaks. I think these deep passes do, do not um help them. I think that those deep passes where they're running up actually hinders their offense here. Um great tackling oh I'm just on the outside of the five meter line by Fiji. And let's see if Napolitano can get in here. It's a free ball and oh and is the, is the try awarded or is he held up? The try is awarded. The ball was loose. Uruguay picked it up. Then dotted the ball. Often we're going to see what's going on. The ball is up and he hooks it again right. So it's 10-5 Uruguay versus Fiji. So we have uh, Fiji kicking the ball back. Again, doesn't go 10, so we're going to see either the scrummage or the re-kick here. Uruguay have decided on the scrummage. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Um, they got called for the early push last time. So let's see if there's going to be another procedural penalty here uh, on the scrum. And again, I'm not sure that they're Scrum can hold up. I think the pack uh, is just too much for Fiji. And Uruguay is making making their steps here. Um, surprisingly, really pushing Fiji back. Um, Uruguay is really, even though they, they had to put in, they, they really kicked some butt on that drive. Uh, surprising because I know that they didn't have the weight. And Pellegrini with a nice pick and go. He had a, a nice little lane there. And Uruguay really using the blind side of the short side of the field. Um, to bring the ball around and getting it out really wide and flat. Again, I think that's the best part of their offense. And, ooh, almost going out of bounds. Almost almost getting to touch. And for those of you just joining us, please, please, please donate to Feeding America and the Food Banks of Canada to help those affected by COVID-19. And, oh, let's see if – oh, and, you're, and Fiji with a try-saving tackle. Um, it looks like – Uruguay was going to get in there and again in the coffin and let's see what happens here. And Uruguay Napolitano dots one down, making it 15 to five. Um, it's, it's surprising how well that Uruguay has played. Um, we have about 30 seconds left in the half. The ball's up and ooh, another, another missed conversion. Um, the kicking has just been terrible all day. So that's Uruguay over Fiji. Um, Fiji finally gets the ball on the restart kick. Um, great tackle by Uruguay. And let's see if Fiji can get something cooking before the ha the halftime whistle. Um, oh, and Uruguay jackals the ball. And then Fiji intercepts it. Oh! Turnover upon turnover. Both teams can't believe it. Uruguay gets it again. Let's see if they're just going to 
let's see what they're going to do. Um, Uruguay thinks it looks like they're going to continue to push forward smart, smart men because they know if Fiji gets the ball all the second half, this 10-point lead will go bye-bye. So I think, oh, there's a loose ball here. Who's going to pick it up? Fiji picks it up. Oh, no. Great tackle by Uruguay with no time left. Let's see what Fiji's going to do. And Uruguay gets the ball back again. Fiji just terrible in the breakdown. Don't know what's going on here with Fiji in the breakdown. It's just been a terrible, terrible thing. And, oh, Fiji oh, with the grubber kick. Fiji with the grubber kick directly to Uruguay. Uruguay then the grubber kick directly back to Fiji. And Fiji now looks like they're going to score if this fullback completely whiffs on the tackle, comes back and gets tackled just outside the five-meter line. This is an exciting, exciting time, folks. Looks like Fiji's going to dot this one down to bring it within five. Fiji getting it done at halftime. That's a big score, and this is going to be a big conversion. Let's see what happens here. When he goes for this conversion, can he cut this to a three-point lead? Great little fend uh, inside the two meters to get the ball, and we're going to have a nice little conversion try here, and let's see what happens. The stadium's real quiet, respecting the kicker. He rocks back, takes his step, comes up forward, kicks off the boot, and it looks like, ah, oh, ah, oh, doesn't have the power and kind of slices it right. So halftime. Half Uruguay fifteen, Fiji ten. Um, this was a this was a, a cracker of a first half here. What we like to see, lots of drama, lots of turnovers. Fiji not doing what they need to do in the breakdown. Um, absolutely crazy. Let's see if the AGs can complete this comeback here. You know, um, the last time the AGs played, they kind of just ran away for uh, ran away with it. So um, the second half is starting now. You have Uruguay changing out their fly half to try and get a stronger kicker, knowing that those conversions they missed were killer. Um, Fiji short kickoff doesn't work for Fiji. Uruguay retains, and it seemed to be a high tackle to me. There's been a lot of high tackles in this virtual MLR 2020 uh, round two, and the referee. Um, as has pretty much swallowed his whistle on high tackles, which you know this dangerous play can get out of hand. I'm I'm surprised. Um, MLR, the commissioner George Killebrew, might have to have a, a word with the officiating crews because it's just dangerous play all around. And Uruguay gets uh, the big tackle. And Fiji gets the ball all the way. And knocks the ball on. Can't believe it. So there's going to be a scrum right near the touchline. And let's see if Uruguay will, again, get, get a, a too quick of a push here. They got penalized for it prior. Um, Again, and Uruguay is just surprising me at every step. Um, can't believe that the Fiji pretty much manhandled here uh, in the in this. Um, the ball's going to come out here for Uruguay. Nice little run. It looks like they have numbers. 
Let's see what they can do here. Back inside. The ball's kind of right at midfield there. And Finucci has a nice little run there. Again, I think these deep passes. Uh, these deep passes are what's killing Uruguay. And Fiji, with the interception, looks like they're going to take it all the way. And Fiji's going to tie it up here. And with the conversion, try awarded with the conversion, Fiji and uh, played by the Gilgronis can go up by two. So let's see what happens with this conversion. Um, let's see. This is a big kick here, big conversion. Again, the entire crowd is silent. Here's his step back. Here's his run up. Ball's on the boot, and it's good. Fiji, when the game's on the line, you have to kick your conversions. And had Uruguay kicked their correct conversions, they would be up. They would still be up now. They would they would be up by three points, so or four points. So you know, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Uruguay. Um, didn't make those conversions. Um, Fiji lose the ball again in the breakdown. This is just a terrible. The Fijian coach is not going to be happy. Um, their their lack of success in the breakdown and, and all these turnovers have been killing them. Um, Fiji has has grabbed a couple interceptions, which has helped them in the long run. But you know, losing it in the breakdown so close to their try line is really what killed them. And oh. Finally, Fiji gets their own turnover by jackling the ball. And then Uruguay gets it right back on another turnover. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, the referee hasn't called any hands in the ruck. No uh, penalties actually at the breakdown. Not even offsides in a long time. Um, right now, uh, Uruguay is just poaching the ball, uh, taking taking their, their lessons from uh, Nate Brakely and Matthew Bastro of the Roosters are Roosters, um, two of the best jacklers in the business, especially in this past MLR season, um, entering pretty much like 100% of the breakdowns between them and jackling like 35% um, defensively. So, you know, can't beat that. Um, we have about 40 seconds left in this match here, and Uruguay desperately needs to score. Ooh, with a little, with a little dipsy doodle there. And again, I think Uruguay – Oh, Uruguay lost the ball. Oh, let's see if – and then Uruguay gets the ball right back. It's it's amazing how quickly um, the, the Fijians jackal a ball and then lose it immediately after uh, the next breakdown, and then something like this happens where Uruguay – oh, where Uruguay then throws another interception. Um, Fiji now has the ball. Ball comes out to Fiji. All Fiji needs to do is is not lose possession of this ball, um, and they will be two and zero. Nice tackle by Uruguay, um, and hands in the ruck penalty by uh, by Uruguay. And if I was Fiji, I'd quick tap this and go. To be quite quite honest, um, and they go for the quick tap. The ball gets knocked on. It looks like a knock-on to me. Oh, it gets passed out of bounds to end it. And full-time, Fiji 17, Uruguay 15. Can't believe it. 
Um, that was that was a cracker of a match, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of turnovers, lots of fun play. Um, Will McGee in that ridiculously ill-fitting suit with that stupid ten-gallon hat and that ridiculously ugly bolo tie goes uh, pulls it out for the Fijians and the Austin Gronies, who are now two and zero. Um, and 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 Mr. Tucci uh, playing as um, the uh, as Uruguay going one and one. Um, it was just a turnover battle. Who won the turnover battle was going to win. Um, so, again, the first match, Canada loses to Japan 34-5 in a spanking. Defense wins the day, uh, and interceptions win the day in that one for Japan. And this one, uh, Uruguay loses to Fiji 17-15. to And that was really just – this was just a, a turnover fest of major proportions. Both, both, both coaches are going to make these guys run. Lots and lots of mistakes. Um, it was it was an exciting game, but it was still an ugly game. I really appreciate you guys watching. Again, um, if you want to see any of the older Rooster Booster Time episodes, follow us, uh, Rooney Supporters Club on YouTube. Please subscribe. Also, please donate to Feeding America and Food Banks of Canada to help those who are who can't feed themselves in this current crisis due to COVID. They have special funds for those people affected by COVID. Love um, commentating for you guys. Um, been Great round two so far. We are playing tomorrow. We're playing uh, the glory, glory, uh, glory holes tomorrow. I'm not sure which rooster will be representing us. I think Connor Wallace Sims might have gotten fired. I guess we'll have to see tomorrow. I'll see you guys tomorrow because we'll be back in action then. Talk to you later, guys.